I'm ready to rock and rock and roll. Rock it's a new roll. word, a new phrase I'm trying to get out there. It's like, I'm ready to rock. That is that is a new. Fr- I've never heard that before. It's brand new. Okay, that's that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. thing I didn't take from else. It came straight out of Casnell's noggin. Just like your, uh, I like Ike that you said earlier today. I like Ike. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good true. one too. <sighs> Welcome to Brose. And that's the way the news goes. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hello. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the from the, <laughs> the Citadel of Ricks, it's Tim Hansen. <laughs> There's so many Ricks. Yeah. I, I forgot what it was for a second. I'm like, I gotta make this flow. I gotta make this flow. <laughs> oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> uh, how y'all doing? Great. Yeah. Fantastic day. We're doing I, it. I'm, Episode three of this session. I'm doing all right. Episode thirty-seven dot three of Brose. It's yeah, pretty we're, cool. we're only three and a half hours in, baby. Yeah. Somehow. Might get under five this time. Maybe. Just maybe we will. Who knows? Maybe maybe it'll maybe this one will take two hours. Who knows? <laughs> I think I think I saw Tim just like flatline as soon as I said that. <laughs> nope. nope, dead. <laughs> Sorry, can't go on. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. The premise of our show is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything while enjoying a delicious beverage uh, such as rosé. Um, and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Before we get to those questions, let's talk about the beverages we're drinking this this afternoon now as we've moved into the afternoon of our brosé brunch. Brosé brunch! Um, I'm drinking Kahlua and coffee still. Uh, it's still a mix of decaf and regular coffee um, with a with a shot of Kahlua in there. Oh boy, it's so good! Like <laughs> it's, it's really making me appreciate Kahlua. Like I would genuinely probably at some point uh, this weekend enjoy a nice Kahlua on the rocks, like to close out my evening on Halloween. Something a little sweeter, um, something a little just just a little bit of treat, a little bit of a treat. Nice. So maybe uh, Kahlua on the rocks later for tonight for me. But in the meantime, Kahlua and coffee uh, is a great start to my afternoon now. Nice. Um, Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Rosa, bottled by um, Alba Vineyards in Finesville, New Jersey. It is a uh, berry, peach, and grapefruit wine. It's uh, sweet and fruity and very delicious. All right. Most excellent. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Wawa Lemon Iced Tea. It's delicious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's one delicious. <laughs> Uh, we'll get you, well, don't worry, we'll get you back on the sauce soon enough, Tim. Don't, <laughs> don't you worry. One can only hope. <laughs> uh, and you, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Bila Hot, which apparently, uh, according to the description, it says Roussillon, a land of legend and history, a place of contrast to 
much as Bila Haute Vines. This wine is fresh and well-balanced with citrus aromas and is a perfect match for summer recipes. And I am finishing this bottle, so that's how good it is. Wow. Nice. Polish yep. it off, baby. Yeah, I'm not I'm not finishing it in protest or out of spite. It's just because it's fine and I'm willing to do it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Most excellent, man. Most excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean, we're going to stick with you because you also have the questions for this round of, of Brose. I do. And I remembered yeah. and it's open and ready to go. Oh, shit. Maybe move that camera a little bit. I'm getting a lot of beard and not a lot of Sean. A whole lot go. of beard and nipple. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Sean is <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> well, I am finishing this bottle of wine. But for, for the listeners, it looked like the, the 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 camera drifted just a little bit, so it looked like like Paul Bunyan or like one of the adults from, <laughs> from Peanuts was uh was doing this. Yeah. I was speaking in trumpet and. I agree. Sean, what is our first question? What TV show? What TV show would you reasonably call perfect? Submitted by Grace Riley. Yeah, I was going to, but I decided against it because I was like, "That's that's a big choice that I'm not ready to make right now." Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, what TV show is close to perfect? Would you say? I would. hmm, I would would say say Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah. What about that last season, though? We don't. That's that is technically a different series. Okay. Okay. Although <laughs> although it is included in the package when you watch it, it is med school scrub. It is Scrubs med school, not Scrubs. Okay. Like it's. Eh, you're splitting hairs here. Season season <laughs> one to season eight. That is it. Like okay. Like they have been talking about a potential reboot of the series, where season nine never happened. Okay, okay. Imagine, yeah. R- rude, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those people uh, are actors too. Come on, yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, like I like Scrubs back in the day. I, I can. There are a lot of elements to that show um, that I could see making a case for because it it's got that dramedy bent to mm-hmm. it. Like it's very you know goofy and funny, but has a lot of very emotional parts to it. Oh yeah, it 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 it, it uh, touches on the heartstrings, and but it's also like entertaining and funny. And it just it goes through all the motions throughout the eight the uh, first eight seasons. That is just it's I would I would call that perfect. And like the finale is the best sitcom finale I'd ever seen. Ooh, hard disagree, but that's a fine mm. opinion to have. We all know it's the Seinfeld finale. It is the Parks and Goods. The Parks and Rec finale is probably you know the Parks and Rec finale mm. is a fantastic finale. Mm. I would say that was mm. the best. Uh, but, Tim, is there a show that uh, that you think is close to perfect or perfect? I'd say no. <laughs> I'm. So, that's a when good. It, when it, that's good. That's a valid. Yeah. When yeah. it when it when it comes to like movies and shows, I'm just such a fucking stickler, and like I knit, and not on purpose. It's just that when things are blaringly like poorly written or just like that. Where is the train of logic in this character's reaction? I think that's my biggest issue in any show. Is there, they, even if they like, well, this is how we're explaining this character's reaction. It's like that makes zero fucking sense. That's not how people work. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So I, I, I tend to find that in a lot of shows and a lot of movies is that they'll have an extremely char- consistent character and then all of a sudden left turn decision that they either never fully explain or they try to explain it's like that makes no sense you fucked up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the idea to... for the plot complication but like you the character does something that that is completely out of their character arc in order to make it happen exactly it's like i understand you need a twist to make this interesting but or it's not even related to the twist it's just like well this is the story we wrote and it's like well your story sucks so whatever um so no i don't i don't think any show is perfect any show i've watched i have at least one or two major complaints Mm -hmm. even the ones i love so Mm -hmm. Well, I think the four of us are all generally pretty analytical when it comes to the media we consume. Yes. Uh, and so, like, for me especially, like, and, and I think for, the, for the, the, the lot of us, really, if you love something so much, you, you eventually you get so familiar with the, with the media or with the TV show that you acknowledge its faults and you love it in spite of that. Like, mm-hmm. like for example, one of my favorite shows uh, of the last, like, seven or eight years is Mr. Robot. And I think it's a phenomenal show and there are still huge swaths of it that like characters just disappear uh, that, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of the mythology that they build for the show, like Orphan Black is another one uh, that I really like and like shows that sort of get bogged down in their own mythology and they like introduce cool characters and then they just, you know, make them vanish or they or they, you know, they, they, they try to introduce this new conflict that just, you know, you don't care about like it's, it's just. You like it in spite of that. You like mm-hmm. it because it's like mm-hmm. even in spite of the issues, like I love every other aspect of this show, but because we're so analytical, like you acknowledge that that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to say that there's a perfect TV show um, because also because TV shows tend to run for forever. So it's it's unless easier you have like a one, fuck up. yeah, it's yeah, it's easier to fuck it up. Like you, you, it's mm-hmm. a, a, you have a you know more. Uh, Oh, uh, why, why can't I think of the word? Uh, the larger sample size. So it's, it's easier to like eventually you're going to run out of ideas or, or have like a bottle episode where everything just happens in one room or something like that. So, you know, I, I would also say, no, there's no such thing as a perfect TV show. Um, well, it's, it's what, except could for you, Burgers. what could you reasonably call? Yeah. So it's not necessarily perfect, but like, what would you, do, if you do, were to say yeah, per- still, this is I don't... perfect, what mm-hmm. would you have the least amount of pushback on? Yeah. I know for me, it's Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. That TV show, I think reasonably you could say like that's a perfect series because it's three seasons, so they don't have enough time to get too bogged down in themselves. It's kind of, you start and it's over. There is mm-hmm. There are problems with it. Like There are episodes that don't really... Uh, makes sense in the in like the canon of it but i say like if you if you were to say like the perfect this is the perfect series like this is how or as close to a perfect series as you're going to get i think you could reasonably say that and not have mm-hmm. too much pushback i think there there because there are problems with it but yeah, yeah. overall i would say it's probably yeah. the closest to a perfect like it has that really nice end that it's like here it's it's finite Right. That's a good amount. It's okay. a good amount. Perfect. Okay, I can buy that 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 definition. If we're going, if we're going to go that way, um, and it's like close to perfect, or what you think is as close as possible to perfection, uh, I still don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's hard. Like, yeah, I, I I don't have like a ton of like, you know, 
weekly you know serialized tv shows or like anthology tv shows that i'm watching on a weekly basis aside from like like mr mr robot was like the last one and once that, that went off the air about a year ago uh and i haven't picked up anything new since then so i, I guess i will say that one yeah. uh <laughs> because it's it's got a lot of dark humor it's super it's very well shot and very interesting and the character like rami malik is incredible in it um uh, Christian Slater does a really great job and like it, it transforms it, it originally it's a sci-fi like thriller you know you know uh, uh, usurp the corporate you know the corporate overlords and and you know this is sort of revolutionary bent to it and by the end of the show it transforms into something very different even though it's still got a lot of those like dark sci-fi you know deep state overtones like a lot of a lot of conspiracy theories and paranoia and everything like that um, but it transforms into something that's not just like a political social commentary um mm-hmm. so i, I mm-hmm. it's a, it's just such an interesting show that even though it loses its way sometimes i, I guess i will say that one mm-hmm. yeah i think i think for something to be called reasonably perfect it just can't have that like even parks and rec has like well you got to get through the first season and then and then it kind of opens up and then it's good Mm-hmm. And it's the same with like communities like that too. Mm-hmm. Like the first season is very good, but it's like you get through the first season, then like kind of all the characters open up. Yeah, and it it is also kind of like that way in Avatar, but it's a little bit less so because it's like the shows the episodes are shorter, so it's kind of like bang bang bang, and they're they said it's it's exposition, so it's not like in those other shows you could skip the first seasons and still get everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas in that one you couldn't, but yeah, I think right. that's that's the hardest thing it seems like is for them to, is for TV shows to find their footing and then mm-hmm. get to a place. Okay, makes sense. Any other shows that fall into this category for you guys? Mm-mm. None, none that I can think of at the moment. No. All right, no. let's move on then, Sean. What's our next question? Do you prefer the smell of a craft store or the smell of a hardware store? Hardware store. Mm-hmm. I agree. Store. I'd, I'd have to go with hardware store. Give me that so, wood. It's as masculine as we've ever been on the show. Yeah. Get us yeah, around love, the tools. And the yeah, wood. I love the smell of metal and wood. Yeah. Metal, wood, and, and, and paint. And it smells like doing it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, but I, I also haven't been in a craft store in God knows how long to actually have a memory of the smell. They smell, smell like, like glue. Like potpourri, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like blue, no, like glue. Sad sm- oh, glue. Oh, glue, 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 not blue. blue. Smells like blue. <laughs> yeah. like blue. I was like, that's a sad smell. It's like a fucking like BB King song title. <laughs> Smells like blue. <laughs> it's like Futurama. Uh, yeah. Did everything just taste purple for a second? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. What what is the smell of a craft yeah. store really like? Tim, you said the- craft store, yeah. right? I said craft store because I didn't want to pick hardware store because that woody smell like is so heavy uh, that it usually makes it uh, makes my breathing more difficult. Okay. Like okay. whether that's psychosomatic or whatever, I just find it harder to breathe, uh, mm. and it feels like the air is heavier. So whereas I am more likely to be found in a hardware store, uh, <laughs> I would probably prefer the smell of a craft store. And yeah, it's potpourri maybe or just nothing. It doesn't smell like anything because mm-hmm. everything is fake and plastic, and mm. yeah. so it doesn't smell like anything. I know for uh, Mary when she was pregnant, it was one million percent a hardware store because she was like she and it's still now all about fresh cut wood essential oils. Like she loves that smell, 
Mm-hmm. And we, when she was pregnant, we, we went on multiple occasions to a hardware store just so she could like smell the shims. <laughs> like she was just like all about that. So mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. past that. So I think it grew on me because of that, because I have that positive association when like Mary's pregnant and it's like, okay, you know, we're doing something to make her feel better in a time when she's feeling uncomfortable because she has a human growing inside of her, which, which what? full disclosure seems terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you would want to do that. And then again, <laughs> it's a consistent take on this show is that like the, the, mar- the modern Marvel bearing a child uh, is, is, I mean, not, not modern. It's been going on for, for literally thousands of years. I, say, I didn't think this was new. <laughs> yeah, it's not modern at all, but, uh, I, I, but I will say it is underrated how far we've come as a society, considering how awful it is to bear children. Like, yeah. Uh, or how, how it again, seems like it would be awful. Can't speak from experience yet. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> But, pretty pretty yeah. soon, Matt, you're going to be the new Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're going to just drink a blue drink and you'll have a baby yourself. That's <laughs> the way it goes. No! He's coming! He's crowning! So, do you want to move on to the next question? While I, no, so I no, I want to hear more of your Arnold. <laughs> okay! <laughs> what do you like to do that is traditionally considered masculine? Christ what do you like almighty. to do that's considered that's traditionally considered feminine. Uh, so co- I, I have an easy, I have easy answers for both of these. Uh, traditionally masculine, I do genuinely enjoy do-it-yourself kind of projects. Like I like modifying the things that I have. I like using a drill or a hammer. I like very tactile kind of uh, ventures. So that would be my masculine thing. And then traditionally feminine, I do very much enjoy painting my fingernails. Right mm-hmm. now they're rainbow. Sean's got rainbow going now. I do got rainbow going. So that's like a feminine thing that I do generally like because it's like I like to peacock a little bit. And it's like, what else mm-hmm. am I going to do? I'm home all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who gives a well, shit? And uh, a little bit ironically, uh, your most feminine trait is that you like to peacock around with your fingernails, which is traditionally a male thing. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but but but. Point, point, absolutely taken. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? Most masculine oh. and feminine thing that you enjoy doing? So masculine for me, uh, I, I, I guess, I guess it would be considered traditionally masculine. As uh, I'm, I'm trying to say this as nicely as possible, but is playing like the more difficult war type games, like video games and stuff that like more people would look at that and be like, oh, that's like a, that's a man's game. That's a guy's game. Whereas like, they'll look at Sims and be like, that's like a, a feminine game type of mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah, well, you're not, not making, you're not making a value judgment on those yeah. things. You're just saying traditionally war games, like a, I don't like, know, like a sieve or something like that would be considered like mm-hmm. a boy's game. Yeah. Like I, I do enjoy like the first person shooters, the RPGs, mm-hmm. like the more, or like the Dark Souls and Demon Souls type game, the, the more traditionally like harder and looked at as more masculine games. But <clears throat> in the same frame, I also love me some fucking sim games like like City Builders and The Sims and shit like that. So, so like, it's, so is that both of your answers then? It, it I I it could be both of my answers, but uh, I was gonna say for feminine because I'm not again I'm not really sure. I I fucking love a musical. Ooh, oh, I yeah. love a musical too. Like I will <laughs> rock out to musicals all the time, and I feel like those are also considered. Where he did it. <laughs> I'm. Cons- I feel like those are considered traditionally feminine. That like, 
Yeah. That would be my second answer. So I have three answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, Tim. Vigi Games. Wait, was, uh, it, was it? Video Vigi Games. Oh, video, video games. Vigi okay. games, yeah, yeah. games are uh, games. generally. My, my first answer is the same as Rich's. Uh, or also the same as Sean's. I love both of those things. I just haven't had, aside from like this electronics thing I've been doing in quarantine, I haven't really had any options for like do-it-yourself projects like that. So it's just like, oh. Mm. Um, but I do love that. Uh, but like first-person shooters, video games, stuff like that, love it. Uh, traditionally feminine thing that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I so not mm. not to if you Dude, if you're I having a you. hard time and not to steal your thunder. I think your involvement in choral type situations, like with your vo- like your vocal, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would be traditionally a feminine thing. <laughs> Wait, I got it. Karaoke. Karaoke. <laughs> Ladies love karaoke. They do. They do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they do be loving karaoke. That's, that's, that's that, that common tra- that common online joke. Women always be karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I, I do buy that though. Like, yeah. I, I think that, that performative, like singing with your friends and everything like that. I, I, yeah, absolutely something that both both. Uh, or that, that all genders can can appreciate, but I think that is traditionally assigned to like a feminine thing, like mm-hmm. you know, going with your friends, doing karaoke, things like that. Which which is why when I used to go to karaoke, that was it was open karaoke, but typically mm-hmm. this one was primarily uh, LGBTQ attended. No one believed me when I would tell them I was straight, and they're like, "No straight guy loves karaoke this much," and yeah. you're just too good. I was just like. And then you went, the there and did by, you went up there and did Headstrong by Trapped, and they were like, oh, well, actually, he is. <laughs> no, I did Teenagers, and they fucking loved it. And they were just like, yeah, still not buying the straight thing. And I was like, how how much do I have to scream at you people? Like, come is on. This, is this the Moz uh, karaoke in Westchester? Uh, yeah, Moss, uh, but before it moved to Moss, because okay. by then, like, people uh, knew who I was. But... Uh, it started in Moss, it left Moss, and went to Jasmine Thai, which was like a Thai restaurant yeah. 10 blocks in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it came back to Moss. So, just, while, like while, <laughs> while at Jasmine Thai, and I would always show up with Martha before yeah. we were dating, uh, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even though I'm with a girl, they're just like, can I buy you a drink? Hey, this drink's from that guy over there. And I'm just like, I'm straight. Like, the drag queen who introduced me said, this man is straight. Please leave him alone. And you're all just like, challenge accepted. <laughs> I just like the idea of you going to, like, you know, the, the like the, the drag queen LGBTQ karaoke. And you've got, like, this this uh, this fleet of drag queens, like, going up there and doing every song from Chicago. And then you just go up there and, like, this is, mo- this is Monster by Skillet. <laughs> just, like, just blow the doors off the place. I've done uh, that. I like I've that, definitely yeah. I've definitely done Monster by Skillet after yeah. uh Shalita's done My Vagina's Eight Miles Wide. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um so I think my my the the most masculine activity that I typically enjoy doing is colonizing East Asia. Uh, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> love doing it. Uh, <laughs> but outside of that, um, it's it's the sports thing. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I I started uh, I, I was weaned on sports at a very early age. Uh, my, my my father was a big sports fan, so I grew up enjoying football and basketball and baseball. 
Um, and it grew to like hockey as well as I, as I grew up a little bit. And, uh, so yeah, man, like I, I am that lunkhead who will sit on the couch like a whole day and just being like, throw a screen pass or like, you know, <laughs> like I, I am growing into Philly dad where I'm just like after, you know, three straight possessions of the Eagles, uh, or after like, if, if I'm the dude who sits there and if the other team's on a long drive, I'm just sitting there going like, could really use a turnover here. <laughs> that, 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 that's my analysis. Or like we get a we 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 turn we get a you know the other team punts to us and it's like really need six here like really need a touchdown like I like that that's me but most stereotypically like I just sometimes just want to tune out and be like yo it'd be great if we could just run the ball down their throats and like just give my lunkheaded sports takes for an hour or so so <laughs> absolutely that's it um, I, I guess least most feminine thing that I enjoy um, is cooking count. I don't yep. have cooking. I, yeah. mean, I think that's, that's I would count it. Being yeah. in the kitchen is ascribed to, you know, that's the traditional, like the, the, the women's role. If you Get go back the to your, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The forties and fifties and everything like that. Dude, I love cooking. Uh, I, I had a day off uh, a couple weeks ago. I took a day off after uh, the Eagles game. I had a Friday and I spent the whole day. I just parked myself in the kitchen. I cooked a whole bunch of food almost the whole day. Um, and I had sports. It was, I had both sides of it going because I had uh, WIP on the radio. I was just listening to everybody react to the Eagles game as I was like making the like, chicken and broccoli and like di- you know making you know like cornbread. I was ma- I was making crepes. I made freaking crepes <laughs> last week on Friday as I was listening to you know, J- John Marks and Ike Reese be like Carson Wentz, let the Bronco buck, and like all this like you know the the jock talk sports radio. It was it was everything. I I, I hit all all both corners of the spectrum for me. Yeah, I also I also love baking. That's mm-hmm. my that would probably be one of my that's mm. a, like that's one feminine thing. I when I when I don't when it's raining out usually i'll bake like a, a cake yeah. or something from scratch yeah so that's i i find it very it's a very analytical part of my brain likes that yeah like nice. what the, the more i think about it like a lot of the things that i do like tend to be considered a lot more feminine like i love cooking baking uh the sim video games the the the, the musicals on i prefer wine over hard liquor like a lot of the things I think about that, like a lot of people would be like, "Oh, that's very a feminine thing." I'm like, "I love it. It's great." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah. Do what you want. Live your life. Yeah. Uh, Live your best life. And as as the philosopher Andrew WK would say, you got to do all the stuff that you love. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Sean, what do we got next? Uh, submitted by Gross Riley. Uh, would you rather live forever or remember all of your past lives? Assuming that you have past lives and can remember them, would you rather live forever or remember them? I would. Lives? I would rather remember them. Like I, I feel like it's something that would like come in as you like age, or as you age, you you slowly start to remember your previous lives, and like you can take the lessons from that. But I wouldn't want to live forever because that just. That sounds like it would just suck. Because, like, mm-hmm. after about 600 years, you're like, well, I've fucking done everything, and I'm always going to be this person that I am now. Like, whereas, like, maybe you can grow to be a different or better person if you have new lives and don't immediately remember yourself, but then start to remember yourself kind of thing. One, well, it, dis- it removes the disincentives for certain things. Like, if you're going to live forever, like you're you're gonna be more reckless with with your choices because like what's fine i'm just gonna keep on living it doesn't yeah. matter like it removes a lot of those disincentives whereas 
Uh, and honestly, on, on the subject of gaming, it's sort of like playing like a roguelike game where like yeah. you remember all the things, all the mistakes you made or all the, the, the correct things you did in previous lives. And, and you use that to inform your decisions in the next life. If I mean, assuming that's what you're able to do in this scenario. So I would also take uh, remember your past lives mm-hmm. uh, just because it's your to continue with the gaming metaphor, you're sort of playing the same game a few times, but with different yeah. spins on it and just learning from, from your past. Yeah. It didn't even, Tim? it didn't even key into me to think about it as like a roguelike and roguelikes. You're right. They're, they're like, you get to retry each time you die. So mm-hmm. what do you think, Tim? Yeah, I'm on board with remembering. I had to think about it for a while because if you live forever, uh, you're kind of stuck. Like everyone's like, you can reinvent yourself, but like, living in a completely different era and starting with a completely different start like all of those things will lead to a completely different life after a certain point you are more or less going to be living the same life the entire time so i'd rather have all those different opportunities and different lives yeah especially if you believe like the nature versus nurture stuff like if you like you said to like if you grew up in a different area or like a different region of the world mm-hmm. or in a different uh, economic situation or family situation or something like that, that all influences the way you grow up uh, like that, that, that very important developmental period at the beginning mm-hmm. of life. So yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We're all living multiple lives, everybody. We did. Yes. Because if you lived forever, eventually you would experience the heat death of the earth. Yeah. And, and continue uh, to live. Seems, yeah, that seems terrible. So the fall of humanity. I think in all of these questions, I think we've always been like when it's like can you do you want to live forever? I think we always want to leave the option open to just end it. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. we're Im- if we're like actually immortal, that seems terrible. Yeah. 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 Seems like, like it, not a good time. It seems like a curse as much as a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um what do we got next? Um what are your opinions on the upcoming movie Fat Man? This was submitted by Molly Craig. So, so I will admit, I open now that we get them all, all the questions emailed. I like I'll open it up, and I did see this question, and I looked what up. What a Man. cheater! <laughs> cheater, cheater, <laughs> pumpkin eater. But, but I just, I specifically saw this question, and I was like, "What the fuck is Fat Man?" So I looked it up, and I have the synopsis for you. Please tell me. To save his declining business. Chris Kringle, played by Mel Gibson, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin, played by Walton Goggins, hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Is Kurt Gibson that like crazy Christian guy? M- Mel Gibson. Oh, I thought oh, I thought you said Kirk Gibson for a second. Oh, Kirk Gibson's a baseball player. What am I saying? But Mel okay, Gibson Mel Gibson. is an extremely <laughs> <Mel> religious <laughs> guy still, though, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> different Gibson, same crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, I When I read this, I was like, what the hell? And as much as I hate Mel Gibson now, I kind of need to watch this. Yeah, it's so it, it seems like a, like a gritty kind of reimagining of the Santa Claus fan, <laughs> Santa Claus mythos. Which seems interesting. I'm not super stoked that Mel Gibson is starring in it, but like, whatever. Like, I mean, has he apologized for being a race, uh, an anti-Semite at this point? I have no idea. No I, have, idea. I have no clue. It was an immediate write-off for me, so I didn't care if he apologized because it's like, you don't actually care. Yeah. Because it's not like there was one incident. There have been multiple incidents. It's like, no, 
That's that's you. Yeah, that's valid. That's a hundred percent a valid take so to be I, like fuck this movie, fuck, fuck Mel Gibson. Yeah. I, so I yeah. I think my favorite part of this is that Walton Goggins is this supposedly skilled assassin. <laughs> he's a goofy looking dude. I he can't is. picture him as a. He's always like kind of. He, he's, he's always a goofy he's, dude. He's the typecast like kind of an idiot goofball. So like, and his name in the movie is Skinny Man. So I think that's kind of funny. Fat Man versus Skinny Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Can't call him Slender Man. <laughs> no, true. That's very different. Uh, Although I'm looking would... at a picture of Walton Goggins, I've never heard of this guy, but I'm looking at a picture of him now, and I could see him being like the, like the insane, like almost like he could be like Scarecrow and Batman, just like the the slightly yeah. insane guy, like, <laughs> or maybe maybe the Joker, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, like that sort of kooky, crazy, you know, unpredictable kind of bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I... Danny McBride's in this movie. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but he's listed in the credits. Uh, cool. Good on him, I guess. Uh, oh, no. So, excuse me. He's executive producer. All right. So maybe he's not in it. Um, this is going to be very strange. Yeah, it is. It's it's a weird thing. I, I want to watch this trailer. I kind of want to see the movie, but I want to wait for it to be free because I don't want Mel Gibson to get anything out of this. Well, uh, he's going to get something out of it, but I yeah. Re- yeah, I would I would agree that I'd rather uh, just buy it on see it on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. something I'm already paying for, and I can't take right. back the money that they're going to give to that movie. Yeah, well, coincidentally, if I'm doing the math correctly, this is set to be di- released on digital download uh, today when you're hearing this, November seventeenth of two thousand twenty. So, uh, so it comes out later today. So, uh, I'm going to do the uh, the thing that you say when you're just sharing a crazy conspiracy theory with somebody and you just make your own decisions. Here's the information. Just make your own decision and see if you want to see this movie. Uh, Cause it comes out today on digital download where yeah. uh, wherever platforms, I guess it doesn't specify. So maybe it's just like all of them, like Netflix prime, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't honestly, know. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It's, it's, I, it's, a, it seems like a good concept. Mm-hmm. Not super stoked on the casting choice, but like, what? I, I honestly, what are you gonna do? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what else Mel Gibson done lately? He has. He's been done, in stuff. Yeah, he's been in just a bunch of like random action movies. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he was in think, um. Oh, what? It's the Will Ferrell, Mark War, Mark uh, Bar- Daddy's Boy Two. Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home. Yeah. Daddy's home too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was him. Who was the other dad? It was like um, uh, it was John Lithgow. Oh, that's right. Oh man, oh, wow. that's good, dude. I love John Lithgow. <laughs> I do too. I think that dude's a champion. I love. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Good, good, good on them. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Fat Man. Yeah. Um. Any other thoughts, or shall we move on? We can move on. Let's go on. What's next? Who haven't you seen or talked to in a long time, and you hope they're doing okay? seen or talked to in a long time i know i know this answer the answer it for me is this guy named derek hornung i'm gonna use his full name because whatever uh you can't dox this dude because i can't find oh no that's not true that's not true this is also it's also true but i would i thought of who my real answer is so derek hornung dude i went to high school with and i also went to college with and I just have, I lost touch with him. I roomed with him freshman year and I just have lost touch. And I hope they're doing, I hope he's doing okay. Cause he was having a real tough time in college. 
I remember we watched, I've seen, so I've seen the movie Requiem for a Dream conservatively like 50 or 60 times <laughs> because he would just watch it on repeat because he was in a very bad place. Um, so like, so him, I would hope, I hope he's doing okay. But my actual answer is Nate Gallagher, who is a guy who I hung out with a bunch in uh, high school, but they're... Um, their parents like kind of fucked they were just like they came out as trans in in college and we hung out a little bit and one of the like the nicest compliments i've ever gotten in my entire life is when they came out as a trans guy they were like i want to be they're like i didn't know what trans was until i was watching like oprah and they there was like trans people on it and they said to me we were driving from new hope back to back home and they said to me, um, when I like you are the kind of you are the kind of man that I want to be like, I want to be a, a man like you. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the oh, nicest dude. thing anyone's ever fucking said to me in my entire <laughs> life. I still think about that. All I think about that all the time when I'm like when I'm like really down on myself. I'm like, well, a person who discovered their masculinity was like, I want to be like you as a man. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. but so I but I hope Nate is doing okay. I've I've tried to reach out to them a couple of times, but uh it's just kind of like fallen through for whatever reason, but I really hope they're doing all right. Awesome, so that's man. my answer, Nate. So a lot of the people that I want to talk to uh that I hadn't for a while I actually just, you know, recently got back in touch with, you know, so like my uncle was one of them. So I I just heard from my uncle in the last couple of days, exchanged a couple of texts with him, which is good. I was, you know, sort of wondering how he was doing and same with a lot of my family. So the answer I'm going to give is my buddy Alec from college and is his wife, Emily, uh, who who just had a kid in the last year, uh, moved back out. They were living in Maryland for a while, and then they moved uh, from there to uh, back to Pittsburgh. And it just they're, they're good people. And he is one of those two guys that I know from college who will just randomly call me out of the blue. One's my buddy, Ryan, uh, who I still talk to on a semi-regular basis. And the other one's Alec. Like, I won't hear from Alec for like weeks and months like no texts no no anything and then all at once i'll just get a phone call and we'll just talk for like a half hour and just catch up see how everybody's doing like he'll ask how jen is doing i'll ask how how the family's doing how his new job is we'll talk sports because he's a big penguins fan and a steelers fan so we'll talk trash a little bit and he's just like a genuinely good dude like very easygoing very very well-meaning very kind-hearted like just an easy dude to get along with and an easy dude to chat with and like again like I always appreciate people who will just randomly call me out of the blue just to say hi. And that's all it will. It'll never be just, you know, there's no incentive. Like he doesn't live around here. So it's not like where he's calling to make plans. He's just calling to chat and hang out. So I I hope he and his, his, I'm sure they are doing well because they're both like really smart people. Uh, They both, you know, they're, they're, they do the best that they can in life and they're just genuinely kind people. And I would like to think that, you know, people like that, make can can somehow survive tough times like this but sometimes that's not the case so i hope that they're doing well and i hope that they're they're safe and healthy and happy nice nice oh there's a lot of people that like i don't i haven't talked to in a long time like that i used to be really close with um but one of them right now is uh and i actually i talked to him a couple weeks ago but uh, he's been going through it kind of similarly as I have because a classmate of ours had passed away is my buddy Paul. He was really close with the classmate that did pass away that like 
I, I'm constantly worried about him right now over that, and I haven't heard from him. We used to hang out at least once a month. We haven't been able to because of the uh, the pandemic. That like, I just yeah, I, I do. I I need. I keep thinking like I need to reach out to him, but I just don't. And like we need to talk. We haven't talked in a while. He wanted to go golfing, and I'm like, there's a pandemic, dude. And so it's it's mostly him. And then there's just like honestly a bunch of other classmates that. I used to be really close with that. I just, I, because I'm bad at communicating with people I want to talk to. And it makes me nervous to text people. I haven't texted in a while that like, I just haven't gotten back in touch with them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good person. Yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. person. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's tough uh, to, to always keep tabs on everybody, but you know, yeah. it's, that's good yeah. to hear. How about you, Tim? Um, I'd probably say my brother, uh, I, I'm clearly not his biggest fan. I'm pretty sure I've talked about that on the show a handful of times. Uh, I, I, and we can, that's a whole conversation in and of itself, but like, I, I don't want the worst things to happen to him, but at the same time, I can't put my mental and financial health at risk because he doesn't want to take care of himself and he wants to <clears throat> yeah well that that that's going to lead down a different hole but more or less like i i hope he's okay i'm not going to go out of my way to get in touch with him because that just leads into a vicious cycle it's like you if he's not going to prove that he is willing to make changes to better his life and actually care about those around him then I'm not going to put myself in that. At the same time, I clearly don't want him to die. That's pretty <laughs> much it. So I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's family. I mean, yeah. you know, that's... I, I, I get that. I get that yeah. for sure. Like, fuck that guy, but also don't die. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I have a similar situation with my half-brother. Like, I'm more so, like, I haven't talked to his kids, and I hope they're doing well. Him, I'm like, fuck him, but also, well, I hope he's doing fine so that the kids are doing fine. But, like, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Any other people you want to give a quick shout out to? No, but if you're listening to this out there in the world, you know, just reach out, send a text, just say, hey, yeah. hope you're doing okay. That's mm-hmm. that's enough. Yeah, yeah I know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I I know I sometimes have the the sort of the, the low self-esteem thought where I'm like, they don't want to be bothered by me. Like they don't want to be bothered, like to be reaching out. Cause like everybody's so busy and there's so much going on. Like they don't care if I reach out. I'm almost like an imposition to them. Don't feel that way. Like I, I, I have often felt that way. Just, just proceed under the assumption that it would be nice for people to just hear like a friendly hello. And if they, and if you find out otherwise, then, you know, more, you know, understood at that point, but like it, err on the side of, of being, outgoing and showing kindness and all that good stuff yeah um what's the next question sean next question is what's your go-to snack right now (laughs) so i started i found a recipe for uh spiced pita chips and they are great uh so it's it's just a mix of spices with oil uh you take a couple of pieces of whole wheat pita and cut them into eighths and then you toss them in the bowl and then you put them in the oven for like 15 minutes or so. They get nice and crispy and they're like spicy. They got some uh, cayenne pepper, some uh, coriander, 
uh, garlic powder, like all the, all the good stuff. And, uh, and it ta- oh, cumin, cumin's a big one and, uh, it, and they taste delicious. Oh, they're really good. Um, so that's one. And then, uh, as far as just food, the like junk food that you can buy at the store, uh, Wegmans has these like air popped chips, uh, like air pop potato crisps. And, uh, they're great. Uh, they're, they're huge because they're air pop. So it's like, you're grabbing like a double chip every time you grab one, but they're just air inside. Um, you get that with a little bit of like a French onion dip. <clears throat> so good. Nice. Nom, 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 nom. Um, for me in a healthy sense, uh, I buy a family pack of apples like once a month. And so I try to eat one every day. Doesn't often happen. Uh, <laughs> Trying to keep I, the doctor away. Yeah, I, I get about three a week though, which isn't bad. It's it's better than nothing. R- Rich uh, forgets one day. Doctor immediately rapping at his door. <laughs> right, Mister uh, Sweeten. But, but I I just I love a good apple, especially like a gala apple, like the sweeter, crisper apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate Red Delicious. They're the worst. They are the worst. Red Delicious is a Back. sin against humanity. <laughs> it's a misnomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not it's, that it's like calling it's like calling Greenland Greenland. Like, like it you're be, ah. yeah, the red mediocre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the, the red meh. The uh, <laughs> the unhealthy aspect. I bought uh, gluten free animal crackers called critters uh, that are chocolate and they're delicious. It's critters with a K. I love yeah. it. It's that, or I have uh, rice uh, rice cakes that I put peanut butter on. And that's oh good rice oh, I haven't had yeah. that in a long time. That's good. Yeah. Real, real quick, what's everybody's go-to apple, and why is it Honeycrisp? It's Honeycrisp. It's Gala. It's Gala. Okay. Fiji. What's it? What's yours, uh, uh, Tim? Fiji. Oh, Fiji. Ooh, Fiji. Really? Fiji okay. Apples. Okay. Interesting. Um, all different. All different. Yeah. The other one I had was um pizzazz apples. Ooh. Pizzazz apples are cool. like the like the cheaper Honeycrisp. Uh, okay. Like it's it's like. Very similar in terms of uh, taste and texture to Honeycrisp. Another one of those like crossbred uh, kind of apple types, but uh, they're delicious and they cost like the same as a Gala apple, um, yeah. which is huge because Honeycrisp apples are delicious, but they're expensive. So, yeah. Uh, Tim, what's your go to snack right now? Uh, so with Martha dealing with her newfound. Uh, uh, wow, I can't remember the fucking word. Third Stomach acid stuff out the back. Uh, heartburn. <laughs> yeah, GERD. Oh, acid GERD. reflux. Yes, acid yeah, reflux. that's it. W- that's the boy. With, with with hers, with her newfound discovery of that, uh, she's been uh, going into trying to find alternative things that don't aggravate all of that. Uh, so we have a lot of melon in the house on a regular basis. Hey yo. Uh, so usually wa- watermelon has been regularly available. Uh. And when she buys cantaloupe, because she knows I don't particularly like cantaloupe, uh, she'll also buy a honeydew melon. So she's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm loving it. Add away. Add away. Lots of melon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So surprisingly healthy snack choice yeah. lately. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Um, any other snacks you guys have been housing these days? So my go-to, since I wasn't even asked... Is, oh, uh, sorry. sorry. I thought you answered. I thought you answered. Somebody I'm, always gets left behind. No, it's no, okay. Nor- so normally, uh, the the, la- the last couple of questions, the pattern has been Sean, me, Rich, Tim, yeah. and then I just the, went. So yeah, I assume that Sean just, had gone before. Nope, me. you just. <laughs> it's, 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 said, it's, like, it's like it's like when I give my drink uh, first, and Sean just like, and Matt, what about you? <laughs> 
Uh oh, my go-to my go-to snack. We have some chewy bars that are in the basement that I will go to if I need like a, a real quick kind of between lunch and dinner snack. But generally, my snacks are just whatever Alice doesn't eat. So I've been eating a lot of pear skins. <laughs> That's my go-to right now pear is skin. the skins of pears that I'm like scraping off for Alice so she can eat just the insides. Right. That's about it. That's about it. Honestly, it's whatever Alice doesn't eat. I'm just eating that. I also, I made a cake when it was raining a couple days ago. That was very good. That was my go-to for a little while. What kind of cake? Uh, it was just a vanilla cake. I made some icing too to put on top of it, but it was like it was supposed to be a layer cake. But I didn't ha- I didn't have the stuff to make buttercream icing, so it was just two separate cakes. <laughs> it was just two separate small cakes. <laughs> and, two uh, loaves of cake. Yeah, but it was so good. It was the best cake I've ever made. <laughs> and I, not to brag, but I've made a lot of cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, necessity is the mother of invention right like, exactly just just <laughs> produce the best cake of all time i just had to go i had to go through because like if you're if you're ever looking online you have to make sure you have all of the ingredients for the cake you're going to make and i just had to go through and this cake that i made was the only one that was clo- that was the one that was closest to the ingredients i had but i didn't have buttermilk but apparently vinegar and milk mm-hmm. is the same thing so i just threw some vinegar and some oat milk and then <laughs> Went went wild and it tasted so good. So really, so sounds make horrible, but again. I'm glad that worked out. I know. I I was very worried. I'm like, this cake is vinegary, yeah. which is swing. not something you want. I, I've read like milk and lemon juice is is also a viable yeah. alternative for buttermilk. I had not heard the vinegar one before, but uh, yeah, I is... hadn't. I hadn't either, but it worked out. So it's okay. in general, an acid and milk will create yeah. buttermilk in general. Like, yeah, it was. It, I also had to, I had to use oat milk because we didn't have any cow's milk available because mm-hmm. we don't generally buy it because nobody drinks it. So, plus, also, like, the alternative milks last longer. That's true. Alter like, uh, oat milk lasts a bunch longer than uh, regular milk and it tastes yeah. just as good. Yeah, it's I buy fake milk, it's alternative milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not fake. Yeah, it's played on 104.5 in the morning. <laughs> uh, Tim, years ago, so I, I'm an almond milk guy, and I have convinced my wife to be an almond milk guy. And Tim, uh, I think about two years ago, uh, your, your your wife reached out to me and said that it sent me a picture of like, uh, it was like lactate free or like some, some like di- assistive digestive type of milk and sent me a picture of it and asked if I had tried it. And I responded with, you know, no, I have not. And she's like, I thought that you might like this, you know, since you normally drink almond milk. And I was like trying to do the math in my head. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't drink almond milk because I have a problem digesting regular milk or I'm lactose intolerant. I drink almond milk because it's great. Just to be very abundantly clear, almond milk is strong, man. Like my, I, yeah, I drink, yeah. Oat, I drink oat milk because regular milk grosses me out. Yeah. yeah. Like, for me, it's uh, my coffee is Colombian blend Wegmans coffee some honey and some unsweetened vanilla almond milk delicious mm-hmm. so good so good so good we we stopped drinking almond milk because it's, it's not great for the environment so but it's yeah but that's that was the only reason we switched to oat milk and it's it is so good mm. a plus on oat milk whoever mm, decided plus. to milk oats <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good job that, i kind of want to look into oat milk to see make sure it's gluten-free for the most part and then maybe try getting that 
It is. Uh, what do we got next, Sean? The, the final question. It's oh, a yeah. final question. What is the one thing you learned slash started doing in quarantine that you actually like and will continue in your normally scheduled post-COVID life? This was submitted by Grace Riley. Hmm. Unfortunately, my answer is very easy. Nothing. I haven't really... S- like, I did start reading and then stopped after the one book. I did start baking, but then stopped because I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't kept up with anything during COVID. Um, yeah. That's, like, it's hard. Because I was like... I, so, I got, like, stupid into Frisbees mm-hmm. during COVID. I was into it before, but, like, COVID was really like, kind of, like, the tipping point for me. So, I will say that. That's like the thing that I got really into during COVID and I will probably continue post COVID because it's easy to be into right now. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of like map and D and D creating, mm-hmm. but like, I kind of have like stepped back on that a bit because I'm like overly prepared for our sessions right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, I need to start doing stuff for me and I just haven't, it's just been video games. Which I've always done. Yeah, there's definitely an element of, of the beginning of the quarantine uh, where I sort of just dove into like the hobbies that I already had. Like I really like playing guitar. I like playing video games uh, and I liked sports. Sports was out the window for the first couple of months of quarantine. So it was like, all right, we're going to play guitar, play some games. You know, I dove into that a little bit. I would say if there's one thing that I took up a little bit more and will probably continue uh, once quarantine ends uh, it would probably be like I've, I've gotten more into trying to do voiceover stuff. And by that, I mean, I had one voiceover job and uh, <laughs> yeah. and I took a voiceover course and uh, and I've, I've started like touching up my reel and everything like that with like the handful of, of small projects that I've done in the past. And I've been pursuing that line of work a little bit as a side gig. So I will probably continue doing that. Uh, and if you're interested in a voiceover artist, uh, reach out to me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Uh, if you've heard me do any of my stupid voices on this show and are interested in doing it for your product or service or project. Um, I, uh, I wouldn't mind doing the same, too. So reach out to at B underscore. Shut up, Red. Shut up. I'm honing on my market here. There is a finite amount of voiceover work. <laughs> and Matt no, needs man. it right now. You're yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get out there, man. Uh, and that's the thing, like, voiceover stuff is is like, it's one of those things that's like, it, it's, it's fun and you don't need to have like the traditional like Bill Curtis, like low rumbling baritone voice to be a, a good voice artist. Because like, you listen to the radio, you need people who can do like the zany stuff or like, you know, you also need, yeah, you need voices of all different styles because sometimes you need uh, young, uh, you know, teenage adult or like, you know, uh, adult woman or whatever. Like there's different voices you have to go for. You're not just hearing the same like broadcast announcer voice all the time. So like just if you're interested in doing it, it doesn't matter what kind of voice you have. Just go for it. Yeah. Do it. How about you, Tim? What have you gotten into in quarantine? <sighs> uh, Really just the computer stuff and like electronics. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to turn that into a new career. I don't think I know quite enough for that, but, uh, it's, it's a fun hobby. I might, uh, the biggest thing with like turning around game systems, uh, for profit is just that people are trying to sell their broken shit for way too much money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's, uh, I, and that's just, 
not worth it. So I, it's not worth putting in the time digging through eBay and stuff to like find the one deal that actually makes sense just to get outbid in three days. Um, but yeah, I mean, just helping people with computer stuff as it comes up. That's yeah. probably probably it. Like working on this one for Mr. Pool. We'll yes. see if he goes for it. The other Matt. There's another. The there's other one other Matt in the world uh, outside <laughs> outside of this podcast, and it's, you know inc- it's incredibly lucky for you because there's yeah. so many Shawns. <laughs> it's, uh, that's uh, that's that's too many Matts. We need to get a Thunderdome going just for the two of us. Thunderdome, Thunderdome. I'll give him the people's elbow, man. Off the top rope. <laughs> I mean, you just stick out your arm and hold it against his forehead, and he's just going to go, yeah, I can't reach you. It's going to be like the Simpsons. I'm just going to walk at you doing this. Yeah, yeah. And if I hit you, it's your own fault. It's like, have you ever seen a Zidane Chara fight in hockey? Zidane Chara is like this six foot nine monstrosity of a defenseman uh, who's still playing on exclusively on the base i think he's still playing he's exclusively in there on the basis of that he's six foot freaking nine um and, and and still people try to like fight him and there's a, there's a great set of screenshots of like the last time he got into a major fight which is like the dude's taking off his gloves to fight him on the hockey rink and he's chuckling like he's just straight up laughing at the dude <laughs> like he's, he's got like a full foot and a half on him and uh yeah he's very much uh like an ivan drago i must break you kind of look I must break you. So, uh, yeah, it would be like that if I was fighting uh, Matt Poole for the title of the only Matt. Not that I have any interest in fighting Matt Poole, but I would do it for the for, to restore honor to the name of Matt. Do it for the lols. Uh, anyway, any other uh, for the lols? Yeah. Just join the Thunderdome just for, you know, because why not? Shit the um, giggles, why not? Yeah, sure. Any other hobbies or, or practices that you guys have picked up in quarantine that you will continue after quarantine? Uh, I've been thinking of, uh, streaming gameplay and stuff that, like, I want to get back into and start doing, and then I also want to try to do, uh, cooking shows for the Brose Bistro. Uh, oh, the yeah. Brose Bistro. I still need to get a video camera to record that with, though, so, mm. Uh, mm. I've got ideas about that that would be pretty cool to do. The Bistro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Is the Brose Media, the Brose Cinematic Universe expands. Oh yeah, I started editing video stuff, and I'll probably keep doing that after. Uh... Yeah, mm-hmm. video editing is really fun. I I did that uh, a few times, and I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's fun. It's it is very interesting. I just figured out how to do slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's going to be in a lot of my videos coming out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, just nice. all the time, every third. Uh-huh every toss all right good stuff that was the last question right sean that was the last question dude we did it uh any final thoughts any closing uh parting shots we have any final takes i have no takes this the the world has beaten all the takes out of me (laughs) it's been a long day it's been been a long day it has been a long day has been a long couple of weeks uh I will say Sixers, good job signing Daryl Morey. I alluded to it in the last episode, uh, but I, I, that was a rare, smart decision by the 76ers front office. So there's my take. Good job, Sixers. Good job, Sixers. Still hate good your take. idea for the new arena, but, uh, but you yeah, know, good good, good job by you doing that. And that's that's about all I got. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, all. That's world, it. That's all, man. That's it. World, that's all. The world's too crazy for takes right now, at least in my opinion. I have, I have plenty of that's them. That's a take but... in and of itself. 
Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I have a bunch of takes, but I'm like, you know what? I kind of seem sound. I kind of sound petty with some of these takes, so I'm not gonna. Dude, <laughs> reckless pettiness is like the the subline, the, the the byline of the Brose podcast. Like Brose podcast, <laughs> reckless pettiness. <laughs> well, like recklessly my petty. Yeah, <laughs> recklessly petty. Yeah, just <laughs> unusually petty. Like uh, <laughs> oh no, the curious, curiously petty, like an Altoid. Uh, curiously strong, <laughs> mint, but curiously petty. My like my take right now would be stop replying all when you don't need to. Oh, just just stop it. Yeah, so stop just it. Text. So by Fucking take no. you mean like a uh, like a Jerry Seinfeld esque joke? <laughs> Why is everybody? Yeah. Why is everybody replying all? We hey, all don't want to hear it from you. Like the supervisor will email out. Hey, let me know if you get this. Yeah. That like that's it. <laughs> oh, I got it. Everyone's replying all, and then yeah. having a full-on conversation. Like, stop. Yeah, just stop. Yeah, and there you go. Nailed yeah. it. If people want to hear any more of those kind of uh, uh, howitzer takes, Rich, uh, where can they find you on Twitter? At b underscore walnuts. How about you, Sean? At hey, it's so b. And you, Tim? At Tim R Hansen. You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, it's also on Facebook at Brose Podcast and on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, you can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions each and every week. Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. Uh, You can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook and on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to his work at the free music archive rich what's going on with podquest these days check out podquest and nerdy round table where we talk about the week's nerd news and stuff uh the ps5 came out last thursday so we will probably be talking about that at least two of us um and that's about it we did it you can watch me play frisbees uh on youtube at ob on twitter yeah. At OB Disc Golf on Instagram. At OB underscore Disc Golf because some fucking people took it. Yo, those <laughs> bastards. That, I, ju- I just realized I had a take. Whoever has at B underscore walnuts on Instagram, fuck you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unusually petty. <laughs> the Brose podcast. Hyper aggressive. <laughs> Eat shit at B underscore walnuts on Instagram. <laughs> fuck you. petty. Aggressively petty is now the new uh, the new mantra of the show. <laughs> like no, for no reason, out of nowhere. Yolo. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right, gentlemen, we did it. Say goodbye to the channel listeners. Bye. Bye. For uh, be uh, not be underscore walnuts on Instagram. <laughs> for not ob disc golf on uh, on Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> and. For Tim Hansen and the entire Action Moose team. Moo. 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 My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid. Woo! Yeah. Yeah! We did it. <laughs>